I'm Steve. I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After Season 6 Episode 4 Damage Control is what we got this time. I I say that every time. I have no idea what damage control is. I have no idea who this could All be about. All I can think of is Andre. Yeah, I think that's the because first thing. Because he's just like a bull in a china shop. I think <laughs> Or is it Chuck, right? Chuck's got damage control for all yeah. of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. He's trying to play to both sides. Andre starts his first day in the family business as Chuck's chauffeur. He picks up Chuck. Up Chuck, that's kind of funny. <laughs> he picks up Chuck. Up Chuck. Up Chuck's about right. I think what we learned this time, and we have talked previously about my profession. I am a construction project manager. And I think that we have we learned quite early that this is also uh, Charlie's job. The first rule of construction project management, when you're in a group, what the construction project manager does is he announces to the group that, in fact, he is the project manager. That's how it works. I'm the boss. You have to tell everybody that in case they don't already know. <laughs> Oh, he likes telling that. Well, he did. He let him know he's the boss. I have huge opinions on this because this is my world. This is construction. These are people. I've been standing in that room. There's no place for Andre. He's screwed. (laughs) He's got to get out of this. Well, the trouble with Andre is he wants to be in charge. And nobody starts out in charge. (laughs) Yeah, one, you don't know what to do. Right. You know what? I would, And we talked about this minutes ago. What I would do is I would take Andre and say, all right, this one's yours. Bye-bye. You want to be the boss? Be the boss. Go ahead. Now, they would there would be loss in this. They would lose money. And I think it would be about two weeks into this that you would figure out, and Andre would figure out that he can't do this. He has to have Chuck's. And those people would chew him up and spit him out. They'd use him and abuse him. Yeah, and, he's not getting any special prices. <laughs> right. So what happens is, is Charlie is the one who writes all the contracts, who sets up the scope of work. They need a superintendent on the job. They need a guy that's in there doing the work. I just don't understand done. how Andre thinks he's going to come in and just direct. Like, why does he not expect he's going to come in and fix stuff? Like handyman stuff. Well, because that's really how it starts. I'm probably pretty sure, though, that's not how Charlie started. Well, I'm sure it's not, but he's daddy's son. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm just, I think it's possible that... But it's irrelevant. I don't get how Andre, with zero experience, thinks that he's going to come in and direct. Direct what? Right. I'm going to be the boss. That's what I want to do. I'm the boss. I'm the best. It's the same thing like Becky comes in there. This is my listing. And don't get me wrong. Everybody's in there peacocking, right? Becky says, I'm the realtor. But Andre says, I'm a realtor too. I have the same license. But it looks like Andre's never sold a house. Right. And Andre has never um, fixed a house. 
Andre has never done any of these things. And here he is. Andre has never done anything. I think you're probably Except be a right. house husband. Right. And a bouncer. Maybe they need a playhouse installed in the back. <laughs> or like a table. They need a table put in somewhere. So this is a good job for you. Put this table together. That whole scene just uh, frustrated me. It's easy to have happen. But every there, look, it's I like it. It's just a big melting pot ready like, to boil over. Right. I mean, we everybody won't... in the room was in conflict, and Chuck was like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Who's <laughs> what the, did I just do? Who's the one that has to fix this? Chuck. It's Chuck. And do you see what Chuck was doing the whole time? Chuck is walking backwards towards the door. Yeah, he's, he's trying to stay out of it, but but it was his doing. Charlie told him, this is yours to fix. you got to fix this. You created this mess. you got to fix it. And, and then and he steps up. What the heck is with Libby selling everybody out <sighs> to Becky? Like, She's what the heck? bragging about Andre's doing this. If this is the case, don't you think Libby would kind of keep this quiet? You know, Andre's. With your dad, with with my dad and or their dad, and then here she comes. I think that may be set up because how would she know where the property is if she didn't know it was something they just bought? I think you could probably find out though. Well, she's the administrative person, so she manages the property, so mm. she she would know. Knuckleheads. Libby says that she knows. That Andre, she, before they leave, you notice you said something about. So Andre's going away for the day. And to prepare himself, his wife is now taking care of him. She's the one at home. So she is, is she the one preparing his lunch? No. No. <laughs> Andre's making his lunch, doing all that. Not that I'm opposed to making my own. I made my own lunch for a long time. I said to you, wait a minute, why the heck is he making his own lunch? <laughs> I'm confused. She's up, right? She's yeah. up. She could do it. I know that you are a hard worker. You. It was. How would she know that? What has she seen him do? Uh... What? what <laughs> in, in what was he in Ireland? A bouncer. Right, so he beats up people. Right. Right. I've seen you throw people out of a out of a bar. Drunken people out of a bar. Right. That's what he's good at. That seems like a good skill. Maybe what he needed to do was throw Charlie out of the that would have been cool to see them fight right there. I mean you can do demo and fight, have fight club right there in the property. They say they buy these things sight unseen. Yeah. So that's got to be. Looks like it. That's got to <laughs> be tough. Well, I mean, it was still a typical older house. Yeah. Aluminum windows. But it looks like the sliding door was broken or no, something. No, it was just one of those old aluminum sliders. It's yeah. typical old house. People yeah. lived in there for 20, 30 years. And it's just old windows, old everything. It just mm -hmm. needed an upgrade. Yeah. So they probably buy it sight unseen, put probably 20,000, 30,000 into it, and then roll it. If they find something that they can't roll, they probably rent it out for a while. Mm. But, you know, 100000 Get 100000 and he can go. And that's probably what it would cost, something like that. You pick up something like that for 60 maybe. Put 20 or 30 in it, sell it for 120 maybe. What a mess, though. It's going to be fun. 
with everybody in it. And at some point, we've seen a clip of them going on some kind of trip or taking an RV somewhere. That's never going to go well. Yeah, that's fun. I guess it's house thing. Although I could watch them fix this be new fix up show, HGTV. <laughs> Chuck, Charlie, and Andre. Honestly, I'm tired of seeing them all in the same room together. It's like the same scene over and over again. No, I still like it because I, I, it's just, it's, I think it's Charlie. You like to be mad at Charlie and you can't wait to see. Yeah, I used to <laughs> feel bad for Andre and yeah. just thought that he was just abrasive. But no, he's, he has taken on a level of arrogance that yes. they have from being rich. I don't even think they're that rich. But I just I'm just don't. saying. They, they have a sense of entitlement. And he is beginning to give off the same persona. Except that he's not really one of them yet. So mm. it, it seems so out of place. I just, I, I all of a sudden can't stand him I'm, any more than I can stand them. I'm rooting for him. I've, Whatever. I found. I well. I, you kind of are. The wrong attitude. But he has the wrong attitude. I'm. He lost me. I found myself identifying completely with Charlie this episode. Like, oh, I know Charlie. He's my guy now. I saw there was some Instagram thing that he put out. Charlie did some narrative of like the episode where he was mocking Andre. Uh, right after the episode, it was. It's why you don't like Charlie. Just when you think you're on. Oh, well, you know, Charlie's just doing his job. I'm never nope. on his side. Nope, this was no good. This wasn't any good at all. Ronald. Ronald gets a job. And Tiffany, what's her, what was her reaction? Oh, whatever. You're supposed to have a job. Right. What, do you want me to clap for you? Are you, you going to save money now? Yeah. Her attitude is, he's supposed to have a job. Why would I celebrate him getting a job? Jeez. He's supposed to have one. She is a Now you can step Nelly. up and do your thing. She was playing um, Andre. They were putting a bed together. Her and Daniel were there putting it. And they were stumped. So Daniel said, "Let's maybe we should call Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's good at this kind of stuff. That did not. That did not make her happy at all. So they hadn't seen him. Daniel hasn't seen Ronald in six months. And then he started talking about when they do talk, about how much they fight and argue. Mm. It's just a nightmare for him. It didn't seem Daniel didn't seem phased by it much at all. But you just think you wonder what her past relationship was like with mm. his father. Well, I'm sure it was. Um, it was probably nice. Tiffany's a nice person, <laughs> right? She gets on my nerves. I. I... I can't stand scenes with her either. She bought the furniture and he commented on it. I love you've, Daniel, though. You've, he does seem like a nice kid, doesn't he? He, he? is. Well-spoken. Yeah. I think he's really nice. Ronald wasn't a fan of all the furniture that she bought. She said you cashed in the tickets for the furniture. Right. She said, no, it was for the security deposit. <laughs> so he was mad. She said, how are you a man who does nothing which is just... I hate it when she talks down to him. Right. It really aggravates me to no end. How are you a man who does nothing? She just completely emasculates him at every opportunity. Expects more from me. Mm. I know it sucks. 
Imagine what it's like for me. For me, for me, for me. That's what it's like. Always me, me, me. Doesn't seem like a bit. No, I think she's probably carrying the weight of the relationship. Sure, but she chose that when she came back without him. Yeah, I think that's the problem here. I think this is where it rubs me wrong. She knew what she was doing. Right. He did not agree. It was her choice and all the consequences that came with it. The way she's living right now was 100% her decision. Yeah. She chose this. So I have no sympathy. Hmm. I really don't. She broke up their family to do it and then has done nothing but complain about it. I could see if she's going back there and says, I'm going to get settled. We are going forward and we think that your visa is going to come through. I'm going to get here, get settled, get started. I'm going to carry the weight for a while. Hang out there. Survive on your own until the visa comes. And that that needed to be the arrangement that right. they had. But it doesn't seem like it is. No, she's still expecting him to provide as if they were together in the same country. <laughs> and he could pro- I'm sure he could do more. I'm sure he probably could. But not to the extent that she's talking about. It's not ever going to be enough. And it's, you know, I don't know, it's 20 cents on the dollar. Right. So they just have to come to some agreement on how things could be. Right. Think I think about because it. of the difference in the value and the cost of living, I think that she should be satisfied with he maintains his own expenses until he comes. And then they work out. A traditional arrangement, mm. but I think as long as they're separated, as long as they're each providing for their own household, that's got to be the best they can do. Right. And 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 if she was better able to do that by living with her mom, then she should have stayed with her mom mm. until they could come together. She said, and, I w- "And both contribute." I want to be proud for him, is what she says for well, getting a the, job. The conflict about money is going to continue because if and when he finally gets here, he can't work. Yeah, it's part two. Right. So, I mean, there's going to be another waiting period where she's going to bitch and complain that he's sitting on his butt, Mm -hmm. except he's not allowed to work for a period of time. So, I mean, you see where this is going. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he might need prodding, but this is a bit much. Yeah. Every conversation. (sighs) But Tiffany says, I'm so used to being let down. I find her exhausting. So I'm hoping this isn't another one of those times. Uh, painful. Almost unwatchable, right? Yeah. I mean, we think Andre's unwatchable, but this is not really. Tiffany is. Yeah. I think we were hoping for more exciting face-to-face fights with the two of them. Not physical fights, but Conflict. good, solid arguments. Yes, real. Because I don't know that they even like each other. Yeah. That might not even be possible. I think he likes the kid more than he likes her. Hmm. I think well, we can't he, tell about I him. Think he, I think he wants a family. Hmm. I think that's his driving force in being together, is that he wants a family. And she had a ready-made family already. Hmm. He wants to be a dad, and now he is a dad, except he's frustrated because he can't be a dad from so far away to his own kid. 
So, I mean, I totally get his position. Completely understand. Julie wants to make her own friends. Evidently, Brandon's friends are sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I knew that was coming because she's so jealous of all females. And you saw it at the tell-all. Yeah. She announced it, that women are bad. Right. I wonder if... I still know when the tell-all was filmed versus these episodes. I'm trying to figure out why Brandon is just now figuring this out about her. Well... Because he seems shocked by the way that she reacts to him even having female friends. I don't think they've been in that situation before. You have COVID. You have their vacation time. Yeah. There hasn't been an opportunity for him to see that. I guess. She goes out and talks to a wedding planner. I think I was, I thought it would go better than it did, but it really didn't. Um, the yeah. Wed- yeah, the wedding planner kind of, maybe this was, she was looking at, I don't think she was looking at Julia's competition. No. But, like, you she know. She pretty much told her the same things that Brandon had already told her. Yeah, she talked about confusion and understanding and. I thought I wasn't necessarily comfortable with that conversation. I felt a little awkward, like you and your accent. (sighs) But that's still, you know, it's still almost northern Virginia. So it's not like that out of place. Maybe Richmond isn't quite the place where you're going to get a a lot of Russian weddings or something like that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Um, I like seeing them drive on the highway. We're yes, from we're familiar. from the area, so those Virginia highways are what they so are beautiful. is literally saw cut out of the woods, completely tree lined. Mm. And you know, and that was such an adjustment for me when we came to Texas because there's none of that. These here. the highways here in Texas are highway lined, right? Yes, you have highway <laughs> lined, lined with by another, another highway. highway, intertwined with about six more highways. <laughs> right. That's how we are here. Yeah. I would assume not. It's like, in... it's like a page out of the Jetsons. <laughs> right. She Skyways. Com- <laughs> so after the whole wedding planner thing, Julie comes back to have a heart to heart with Brandon. And like most of the males on 90 Day Fiance, he is enthralled with his video game. He's sitting on the bed. I love the camera work there. Because she's talking, and I don't know, maybe they cut it up like that. But you can just see him. Instead looking of, past her. He's looking past her, and his <laughs> eyes are darting back and forth mm-hmm. watching. She calls him out, but he doesn't. He he's doesn't, not really listening. It's like talking to our kids. Mm. They right. don't really care. They don't move. That's where you stand in front of the television while you have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I think Julie realizes, and she says it, this is going to be tough. We need a different plan. The wedding planner thing isn't going to work. Right. Not at all. So she says that the wedding planner said they need to make friends. Or she needs to socialize and get more contacts. Now, the contacts that the wedding planner is talking about is not the same contacts. <laughs> that It's not with Brandon's friends. Right. That's not it. And so Brandon suggests maybe meeting with his friend Melanie. Uh, Julie is not so happy about that. <laughs> Girls are what she said. She called them sneaky and foxy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he she she grilled him on it's the Mike and Natalie thing. 
you've dated her. <laughs> if you didn't, she couldn't get it through her head that they hadn't been an, an item before. Uh-huh. She doesn't think that guys and girls can just be friends. This means that it's probably an issue for her uh-huh. then. I mean, we find it kind of at work. What we talk about is non-trustworthy people have a hard time trusting people. Right. And this may fall in the same line. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's stolen. Maybe she's been foxy. That's what tricky. I'm saying. She's been <laughs> sneaky and foxy herself. She knows exactly uh, what to do or what to expect. So, and she doesn't, she says, she she does, she don't want to give attention to another person, is mm-hmm. what she said. And I, all I got to think is, I, I wrote down, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. said, this is now a problem. Yeah. And you can see this is going to be an issue. Brandon going out, they couldn't live in a city. If Brandon's not on a farm secluded, yeah. Julia's going to be hovering over him. Yeah. I mean, look. Brandon's a dork and a tool, and you know. He, and didn't he say something? He's not an about, ugly guy. No, didn't he say something about uh, he would go see friends? Oh, without her. And she was like, "No, oh, you no. not go. I go with you." <laughs> right. She said she didn't want to go meet his friends, and he was like, "Oh, then I'll visit friends." And she's like, "Oh, you no go without me. I go with you. You go, I go." Right. I was like, well, she just said she didn't want to go. That's exactly. It's exactly what she said. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm like, boy, that. Just changed your tune real fast. Didn't right. It? Well, you can put your foot down. I said you be careful where you put your foot down. If you put your foot down, you better stay. She caved She's right trouble. away. She is trouble. No, I'm. Well, I mean, I feel for. Her. She's been stuck on the farm and away yeah, from but, home, and. But she's just so immature, yeah. and it comes out more in every episode. We see uh, Yara. Ma- she was pretty mature already, but we really see her. Turning into a mother and a parent. Big time. Right. Almost like a mama bear. Yep. Everybody get back. Right. Everybody. Including Jovi. Including Jovi. (laughs) Watch how you carry that baby. Yeah, Jovi thinks Yara spends too much time with the baby. Since the baby doesn't actually need Yara every single minute. (laughs) What he said. (laughs) He is so clueless. So... Because the baby's now at a point, what, we're probably at, let's just assume we're a couple weeks old. It was four days when mom <laughs> yeah. was around. It, it might be, let's just call it two weeks. Because by two weeks, they can get their own food and, you know, they can do all these things for themselves now. <laughs> and regulate their body temperature. Yeah, they can do all these things. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> Survive when jo- when Jovi drops her. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah i fell asleep and she started to fall what's the big deal you know these kids are tough he's, he's killing he's me. treating the first kid like it's the third one right ah, these kids are tough yeah they bounce and their bones are really fragile if you drop them they don't actually uh break <laughs> flexible you mean is what i said you said fragile no they're not fragile right <laughs> they're soft they heal quickly <laughs> they try to go out to eat uh, Joby says we got no freedom to eat, no freedom to sleep. We need to work on our relationship. And I'm rolling my eyes, right, the whole time? Oh, God. Because every couple goes through this to some degree when the first kid comes along. Because what happens? All of mom's attention is now focused on the baby. Right. So you don't get 
babied yourself as a spouse anymore. Unless you you're a Swaylu. You don't get that kind of attention and, and you know, hovering over you and can I get you anything like you do when you're first married. Right. Because there's nobody else to give attention to. Nobody's at the refrigerator and, hey, do you want a beer? Right. Although I'm sure she probably didn't say that to him very often. No. <laughs> he probably already had one. That's he why. He says, honeymoons, vacations, this is the kind of stuff. When do we still have to take our honeymoon? And we've got vacations. But what he doesn't see is not only does the attention shift away from him, but as a mom, the attention shifts away from yourself, too. Everything's about the baby. Right. Yara's not, and this is not a criticism of Yara in any way. Yara's not maybe put together. Right. She doesn't she, spend a lot of time getting put together not doing before her she goes up and her hair and all that it's stuff not a problem. the way she did before. She looks fine. Right. But she's not, she's not all a, complaint. a magazine cover like she was yeah, before. Yeah, she's not dialed up. Because she's tired. <laughs> maybe there's a difference between Ukrainian and American women. Or maybe, mom, I think, between Ukrainian and American yeah. mom. Maybe there's a difference. And I said, nope, no difference. Well, he just I, has to get a clue. I think. Um, it's more about an individual one way or another. Yara said, I mean, uh, Joby says that he's never seen Yara like this. We can't, <laughs> we can't keep this baby in a bubble in the middle of a pandemic. Right. On top Let's of not everything. forget that. So they go into the restaurant and she goes, well, she's hungry. Mila's hungry. Got to eat. Well, Yara, uh, He's flipping out that she's nursing there What's in going public? on? This is not good. And then he's flipping out because she's concerned about the sun being on the baby because their skin burns like instantly. It's never seen the sun. Like, I don't know why he doesn't get this. What, what, what is the saying that people use when their skin is sensitive? Uh, it's like baby skin. Right. Why do you say that? Because baby skin is so sensitive. Yes. <laughs> Jovi, it just reminded me, Jovi at this point reminded me of Stephen from Olga and Stephen. Right, exactly. It, it's Very just similar. Like a, completely clueless as to how this Then works. he freaks out because she tries to block the sun with the blanket, but then says, well, we need to go because that makes the baby too hot. She's turning red. And he's like exasperated. What? That no freedom to eat. Fussing. We, what do you mean? We just get out Can't, here to eat? We just eat? got out here. We just got our food, and now we have to go? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're lucky you even left the house with this kid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's killing me. How long did we go where we stopped going to restaurants? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even time. remember. A decade or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember. You know, I was always feeling sensitive about it. wasn't even so the much about you. Noise. And you didn't nurse a whole lot out. We could time it relatively well where you weren't nursing out in public. Very often, but we didn't really go we out. Didn't that go much. out. It wasn't until they're probably older. He got older and fussy. Then yeah. that turned into a whole new thing. Right. Old and fussy. That describes Angela. <laughs> I think here's, and we noticed this. I think more during the pillow talk than the regular episode. I noticed it when I watched the episode, but I loved how they all pounced on her for it in oh, Pillow Talk. Right. When I think. Doctor, what was his name? Obed or something yeah. comes in to see her again to uh, examine and mark her breasts for the surgery. Oh, yeah. And uh -huh. the second he kneels mm -hmm. down in front of her and looks up and he goes to open her shirt, 
the smile on her face right. was so lascivious. I think <laughs> I think every man wants to be looked at the way not by Angela necessarily. <laughs> But every man wants to be looked at the way Angela looks at that doctor. She had such a grin of satisfaction that he was about to touch her again. (laughs) (laughs) That was even, I think, not even worse, but that was more telling than even the awkward rudeness that she had before. Right, with the flirting. This was real. Yeah, she looked him right in the face and smiled. Yeah, she had this little smirk. This little, I'm going to tear you apart grin on her face. right. Like, oh. Aren't you glad you're about to have another looky loo? Yes, here we go. <laughs> and and one of them, uh, I think it was uh, Annie, said uh, something about, "Oh, I've been waiting for this all day." <laughs> I was cracking uh, up. She said, "Angela says she followed most of the protocols." <laughs> I think actually she probably followed none of the none protocols. of the protocols. What would the protocols be? Uh, liquid diet not, and no smoking. Not Coke. No caffeine. No caffeine. So you'd have water yeah. and water, really, is what yeah. you'd have. Nothing. Broth, yeah. water, and no smoking. And no smoking. Those would probably be it. <laughs> and she did all of those things. Yeah. The opposite. Four hours of surgery. I thought that it was nice the doctor talked to Michael. I thought that was yeah, pretty was good. Nice I think to and Ma- set his mind at ease. Yes, and Michael wasn't a pain in the butt about it. It's not like um, Angela was making it. Yeah, seem. not at all, and we knew that. So he took up what was it? One pound twelve ounces, I think, is what it. And then a little less out of the other. And I one. liked the doctor too for saying that he. The reason he wanted to talk to Michael is because they're from neighboring, I guess, tribes and. He said he knew that in their culture that men do not approve of unnecessary surgery because of the risk. Makes because sense. Because they, they just don't see it as Really important. is a smart thing to do anyway. Right. Uh, extra surgery, bad. Right. So he said he wanted to put his mind at ease. So I, I respected him for that. But it's still that guy's profession. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he chose this profession. But, but he's he came a, to another country. He to did do come it. to another country to do it. Angela, four hours of surgery. That's what it took. Like an hour for the stomach and three hours for the for the boobs. Yeah. It I thought, seemed like a lot. Could you identify with her on the table when they were waking her up? Or yes. trying to wake her up? Yes. I've been under many times and the only thing you want to do is stay asleep (laughs) and when they start messing with you and trying to wake you up you just feel frustrated because all you want to do is close your eyes and be left alone Mm -hmm. like you would feel fine if they would just let you doze but no i think the news of the week and i think it got our attention was um, Kalini and Kalani in the furniture store and that conversation yes. about wow, eye-opening. about their sleeping arrangements. I think I stood up and walked over to the television. I mean, you don't get too many real raw moments in these shows. And that looked like one of them. Yeah. Like, this is kind of a surprise. And she said on the side interview that she'd never actually said it out loud to anyone. And it just kind of spilled out. She said she she said in fact that she hadn't really even acknowledged 
it in her own mind until she said it out loud that it had become a thing. Right. I got to imagine. It's kind of like the kid thing. It's like having, well, you said this. I think when I just mentioned it, I remembered what you said. That I mean, she the, let the kids in the, the kids bed. The kids sleep in the bed. And that's yeah. not what really is put out there. I could see where that would be an issue. Four right. people in the bed. I don't know that to be the case. Right. But that would be one of the scenarios where you would see that happen. Right. Because both of them are, you know, bigger framed people. What? So if you. I didn't notice. If you let kids in the bed and they're kicking around and making you uncomfortable, there's not a lot of room to spare in there. So you can see how one of them might go, well, I'm going to sleep better if I go to this other room. Mm. And she strikes me as someone who would let kids sleep in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're. she's quite a family person. Right. Um, Kalini was dressed a little funny for that visit to the furniture store. Quite a odd top you'd mentioned. <laughs> Not really furniture shopping. Right. Kalani said that the men are going to kind of freak out about that. She goes, well, I know. That's why I wore it. <laughs> and then they play around on the she's bed. She's shopping for something the else. The two of them seem like the fun together. Uh-huh. I think they're probably a good pair, and they're probably fun together. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kalini's got a mission. And she kind of sat back and was a, a bit quiet about this. She was quite loud about other things, but yeah. she kind of got reserved when she was I think it talking her. about this. She mentioned that it was more like a conjugal visit. Or one of them mentioned it was a conjugal visit when he came in there to do his thing. Yeah. Do his business and get out. Yeah, Kalani said that. Yeah, that's not so cool. They talked about role playing, which was weird. That was bizarre. I can't imagine what put that in. It, I, it's not even something I think that you would picture the two of them. If she's not that experienced. Yeah, and she said that regular sex is boring. And they needed to spice things up. I'm like, huh? They haven't been married that long. And that's the only person she's ever been with? Right. So what is she comparing it to exactly? I would assume. I mean, you see him dancing and moving around. I got to imagine it wouldn't be that difficult. I don't know how to just, I don't know how to have for even you and I to have this conversation right now without it being awkward. Um <laughs> For our listeners. <laughs> but there's just things that you can probably do, you know? <laughs> I would imagine pick a different room or a different place. or There's different things that you could do. Uh, maybe talk to Colt, you know? <laughs> Tell a story. Right, Give a, a narrative. history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> we could do family history. Oh, my god, That would be great. Talk through the whole thing. Yeah, that would be perfect. They talked about being, she's mentioned about being a Wonder Woman, or I think he said that she could be Wonder Woman or something like that. <laughs> and bring, he said bring the hawk with her. The Hulk. And it turned out to be the Hulk. Yeah. He, he just said hawk. That green guy. <laughs> that was good. He talked about sex toys and vibrators. What the heck? I don't know where Have she gets. Have we ever talked about that? Ever? No. 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 <laughs> I was embarrassed just listening to Right. Them. I don't know. I, I was shocked they were having this conversation. I think, and we don't well, we don't get too serious on here. I think very often, but I think it's part of. I guess it's different for each people, each group of people. You know, maybe it's you know some more time with. If they spent more time together, maybe they would touch a bit more. Right. And I, yeah, I suspect that's probably what they're missing is is not the sex so much as the intimacy. 
and that that would probably help them a little bit. Right. It's right. just maybe not. We've come to discover that ourselves. Maybe not get to business so quickly. Yeah, maybe having more time together. Spend a little time, you know. With Things get spiced up just some by skin to skin, having contact, touching more often. each other. Things just kind of happen, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, right. and you don't. I don't even think you need a big plan, or right. you need to orchestrate this castle adventure. Right. <laughs> With, I don't know, Sir Lancelot and Guinevere or whoever, <laughs> whatever story you need to make up, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Thank you. You got to put I'm a lot. Thinking about that too yeah, much. It's a lot of effort you got to put into that. I don't think you need all that. I wouldn't know what to do if you came in here in a Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> I'd get the camera out and post pictures. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Put that lasso away. I think you need something you would need. Like a character with like a dog or maybe three dogs. I don't know if there's. What? Well, it's what you need because there's dogs around you all the time. You have this little parade of dogs yeah, that do surround you everywhere. wherever you go. <laughs> that makes sometime intimacy a little awkward. It does. With the dog. Because they used to jump on the bed. Especially, <laughs> yes, especially the newer dog. That's so protective of me. Right. She used to think you what were uh, using me or something. What are you doing to her? <laughs> ruff, ruff. Like, Get out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> but Kalini comes in trouble, you know? I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. There's trouble. But this was, I mean, they got to deal with it. You can't not talk about it. And it looks like when they go to talk about it, that Asuelo seemed all right initially, but they started to talk about, <coughs> she was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think... He necessarily wasn't. She used some analogy. She wanted him to do stuff for her, and he said, "I bring you pizza." And, Without you asking. Yeah, and he goes, "Well, my brother brings me pizza," and you see how that little sarcasm and tone, that was where it's real, to him. but it was insulting. You're right, and and I think you'd kind of mentioned that sometimes it's the way she talks, right, that can sometimes, right. I think that. On the surface, people might go, well, she didn't say anything wrong. But it's because everything she says is so calm and collected and even-keeled. But sometimes she says biting things in a calm and cool, collected way. So if you're not paying close attention to what she's actually saying, then you might side with her without realizing that what she said was wrong. Right. Or how he might have perceived that as being insulting. You and like think, her tone. And I think that he gets a bad rap because he gets frustrated and kind of snaps. But a lot of that, I think, is because of the communication, the language barrier. He doesn't know the right way to communicate his feelings. Yes. And so he gets frustrated trying because she takes it the wrong way, Mm -hmm. and then he just kind of blows up. And then everybody's anti-Asuelu. Right. And so I think... And he does enough to be anti-Asuelu. Right. He's limited already. But I can see where people kind of gloss over the things that she says and does because she does it in such a calm, almost victim-like way tone that you miss sometimes how biting she can be well i think that is correct and i think our final couple is the is the same well mike you think (laughs) 
You just think about Mike and his approach and his tone, and it's he monotone. He seems so laid back, but he's a real asshole. <laughs> he is. I think that's the best way to put yeah. it. I cannot imagine. He's a laid back asshole. As much as shock as I was in about Kalani and Asuelu's sleeping arrangement, it was that somehow Natalie had to apologize to Mike. And then Mike right. says, I'll consider forgiving you. He is a piece of work. I would have gone spider monkey yeah. on him. Right then. What? And he just got through saying that she didn't need to be bringing up stuff from the past. But how many times did he bring up her uh, throwing the the always. ring back at him? Well, he wouldn't even bring it. He wouldn't even talk about it. But it was the underlying thing that behind he, everything. He, well, he may never forgive her. Isn't that what he said? Yes. Maybe someday I'll forgive you. Wow. <laughs> he just kills me. I, I don't. It's got to. And that she was, I guess, big enough to know the only way out of this is for me to apologize to, apologize to him. And she said it. And smooth it over. It was better than this to be is stuck not, in the conflict. This is not. I mean, there are probably times to do this. I would think silence would be better than a false apology because there's going to be some animosity there. Well, I can't get past the fact that he abandoned her in another town in a hotel. Yeah, it was already past that. I mean, that was bad. This is not his girlfriend. They're not going home to separate places. This is his wife, and they live in the same house, and he abandoned her in another city overnight in a hotel. Take in my ball, and I'm going home, or my bag. He didn't beer. apologize for that either. Yeah, I And he you. said he was glad he did it. Yeah, she kind of let it up for, I'm sorry for doing that, and he did nothing. Yeah. He, he said. He is self-absorbed. He's stuck in his ways. And he he's a little bit arrogant with his attitude. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm anti-Mike now. <laughs> well, Mike's a good guy. Because I see it over and over again. In the beginning, I thought he was super nice and that she was super annoying. But I have switched to Team Natalie. Well, we learned the crap to... that she has to put up with with this guy. But he talks to his mom every morning, Kelly. And every that morning, is clear. Every morning, it shows his ma- the mom and him, his mommy, the only child. Right. It all kind of makes sense it now, does. doesn't it? Talks to her for at least an hour, or maybe hours, <laughs> on, the way to work. on the way to work at yeah. four in the morning. Which is probably six in the morning her time, but what could you talk about with your mom? I don't know. Every morning at that hour. Yeah. You're probably talking bad about Natalie. Probably. That's probably it. They're plotting Natalie's demise. He vents, she agrees, and sympathizes. Hmm. And then he goes back with no empathy for his wife whatsoever. You know what he needs? He needs like a podcast to listen to on the way to and from. Yeah, work. I have just the right one for him. Yeah, I know. Well, he could probably listen to this. He could probably listen to this one. <laughs> he got a few episodes to catch up on. He may not be a big fan of this one. He's got some corrections. Maybe today. earlier, if he'd have listened three months ago or four months ago, it probably would have been more pro Mike. Yeah. It's not pro Mike. No. How did we now turn pro Natalie? I think that Natalie's, Natalie's a victim. At Natalie's annoying things that she did, I can see now stemmed from the insecurity that he created 
by leaving things hanging over her head to the last minute. Mm -hmm. And I've not seen any of that kind of annoying behavior from her since they got married. And Don't the, you well, agree? Her, yes. Her annoying behavior is really just that. It's little nitpicky things right. that are odd personality quirks. She's not mean and nasty. Right. And vengeful. She's right. not. He, he is. He is. That's bad. Right. I think he is not a good person. That's a shock that we're, that that's where we are now. That this is transformed. Because I think he's so selfish and stuck in his own little world of Mike that he can't make room for her. And she's not that bad. She's really not. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, I think this I is... I thought she was the this, worst. I wanted her so badly to go back to Ukraine before. This is... And I, and I don't mean it like you, know, you have to treat her like a kid. But Natalie, I believe, is manageable. Yes. Right? right? I'm not saying... Mike and Natalie would never be... If all of a sudden there was an epiphany and they got along, they would probably never be a lovey, cuddly right. type of couple. I see her now consistently willing to compromise and meet in the middle. And I see none of that from him. The Other than her getting the ring and let's do this, let's get married. I mean, that's that was her non-compromise position. We're doing this. Right. I mean, that was it for her. And that yeah. was always the function and the, the purpose. I'm here, let's do this, and let's go. Right, but you see her caving now repeatedly to him. Yep. And it's not happening the other way around. Yeah. Dangerous. Not going to work. No. Mm. Destined to fail. Very much so. Well, that's it for this week. I think for us on Inside Scoop Volume 41, we've got a tell-all to talk about. Yay. That was fun. And what we did know is there is actually going to be a part two. So we did, we weren't Sorry. sure of that. Before, last week at this time, they didn't really, we didn't know. Right, and this is a tell-all for the single, life. the single Life, which is the best show ever. I agree. By the way. I think so. Well, you're about to find out. There's, they've announced another spinoff. Oh. So we will talk about that. Okay. You Look, this is great because you don't even, we have not seen each other a lot, really, in the past two days. Yeah. It's just kind of been awkward with work and. Weird schedules. Right. So we. We saw the shows over the weekend, but we haven't talked a whole lot. So, we have got a new spinoff that you don't even know about yet. Oh, okay. And it's still a couples thing, and it's not couples who've been together before. Mm. So, there is a whole new branch of the show starting. Okay. So. You sure I haven't seen it? Yep. Okay. Because we just talked about it. All right. And that's it. We've got some, and you don't even know about any of this, most of this stuff. We've got some Avery news that is just funny. Okay. That is, um, but not funny, but funny all at the same time. Um, you told me about David. David Tobarovsky. Yeah, Annie and David, uh, he's there. We've got Stephanie in the news making some government news. Oh. Ticking off some people in the state of Michigan. That'll oh, be that Stephanie. That Stephanie. Yeah, I want it. It's Ryan and Harris Stephanie, gotcha. not questionable sexu sexuality I Stephanie. I thought that's who you're talking we about. We don't want to talk about her. She's boring. 
<laughs> and then some Brittany in the news. And I think by the time we do that, something else may come up by then. So stay Probably. tuned for that. You've been listening to 90 Day Fiance, Coupled with Chaos. If you'd like to hear more from Kelly and Steve, look for their other podcast, Coupled with Chaos, in any podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, they can be reached at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. They can also be found at Coupled with Chaos on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 